everybody, welcome to Off the Cuff ABQ. It's the newest, hottest conservative local talk radio, and it's not for the easily offended. You're listening to Conservative Talk, Albuquerque, KDAZ, 96.9 FM, 700 AM. I'm Diana Vargas. I'm Stella Padilla, and today in the hot seat, we have Joel Padrell. What's happening? Good morning to everyone. <laughs> good morning, Albuquerque. Uh, good afternoon. Oh, Stella <laughs> just woke up, though, sometimes, you know, because we don't air till 3. Yeah. I'm she, a late riser. Right, right. She calls noon. Uh, she calls noon morning. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. So welcome, welcome. Everybody knows the Padrells in one way or another. Yes. Right? Everybody's eating at the barbecue place. They're yeah. not necessarily your restaurant, yeah. but... but um, Relation. Yeah, yeah, it's your family. Yes. Yeah, Padrells have been around Albuquerque. There's roughly about 250 of us here in town. We've been around, We've been in Albuquerque ever since the early 20s and 30s. Wow. So Padrells, like, honestly, if, if you know any black people, it's the Padrells. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, surprisingly enough... Uh, uh, I was, this was about six months ago, I was taking my clothes to the cleaners and there was this kid standing there and so the attendant asked, he said, he said uh, Mr. Padrell, I need your telephone number. This kid is six, about six foot five, blonde hair, blue eyes, mm-hmm. and so I started giving him my, t- he said, no, I want his telephone number. And come to find out, he's one of my relatives' <laughs> uh, sons. But he has blonde hair, blue eyes, and you would never guess that he was a Padrell. Right, right. Yeah. But 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 by blood, he's a Padrell. Correct. And, and see, that's kind of the thing. We were talking about this. We first met you in Amarillo, Texas. I think maybe we may have crossed paths before, but uh, but but we had a good conversation. We, we laughed all jazzing, night. Yeah. Jazzing, <laughs> And so so we were talking about that. You can't tell who who's who, you know who belongs yeah. to who just because. They're, they don't happen to be black. Yes. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that they're not a black ancestors or, or, or they got family members like real close, like first cousin black, you know. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I think people get that twisted. They like to say, oh, oh, look at that white supremacist. And you're like, nope, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> not, not necessarily. Mm-hmm. So race is a funny thing. It never mm-hmm. used to be like that in Albuquerque. Albuquerque or New Mexico was one of those places where um, where. Everybody just gone along. Nobody really. It just kind of didn't matter. I mean, it occurred to me somebody happened to be black. It occurred to me somebody looked a little more Indian than Mexican or something like that. But it wasn't like nothing to question anyway. Right. They were just neighbors. They were neighbors. Well, I grew up. I grew up in for the people who have been around Albuquerque for a while. I grew up in what we call East San Jose, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and in that neighborhood, which is now called. Gibson, it used to be called Miles Road. Miles Road. Yeah, and from Miles Road to Central, there were blacks, there were whites, there were Hispanics, there were Asians, there were Navajo. So uh, it wasn't uncommon for kids that went to either East San Jose, John Marshall, Lincoln, or Albuquerque High to have a Navajo girlfriend, and he was black, or Mm -hmm. a Mexican kid to have a... Asian girlfriend, because we all grew up in the same, we all grew up in the same area. Uh, Most of the parents did the same thing. They were either housemaids or they did construction work or they worked for the city. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you threw a rock and broke somebody's window down on Central and Edith, 
they knew who your parents were, and oh, so yeah. by the time you got back home, the word was already out that you broke Mrs. Jones' window. Oh, yeah. You know what? That I mean, that that's very... I think people can relate to that in older neighborhoods. You know, you couldn't just leave your house and go cause all kinds of trouble down the road because Ms. Whitaker was going to call, <laughs> or, or when your dad or mom comes home from school, she's yeah. going to flag him down and say, hey... This is, you know, this is what's happening. And when you go home, he's waiting for you with a stick. Oh, yeah. And then mm-hmm. you had to go apologize. Yes. yes. You know what I mean? Definitely. Yeah. That doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. It's sort of like when the school calls and, and, and they say, oh, well, you know, Johnny be good, did this. Yeah. Well, what did the teacher do? But mm-hmm. if school called my house. You're oh, in trouble. Yeah. They're going to take the teacher side, mm-hmm. most likely, you know. Yeah. But they weren't teachers like how they are today. They're, this is a little bit different. Well, yeah. it's, it's a lot different simply because... Uh, from John Marshall to Lincoln, uh, it was in the ninth grade, which was hi- uh, junior high at that time. The first black teacher I saw was in the ninth grade. Oh, wow. Because at John Marshall uh, and seventh and eighth grade at Lincoln, all of your teachers were not young people. They were typically people who were 50, 60 years old. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, you and they and and they made a big impression on you. I right. mean, it's like I know I still remember the name of my first grade teacher, second grade, third grade, fourth grade, right. fifth grade. Right. And because they they were people that you had to respect. Mm-hmm. And uh, if the principal called your house, there was going to be and I quote hell to pay. Oh, yeah. Oh, With yeah. no questions no asked. No questions asked. <laughs> I mean, you get the, pre- I mean, you don't even get the, you get the preventative ass whooping <laughs> in the morning. Yeah. Just, just in <laughs> case you messed just up. Just in case you didn't remember last <laughs> night. Correct. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, for me, as you get to middle school and then high school, I, I can't really even remember a teacher's name, but first grade, Barcelona, Miss McCann's, she w- and black woman, mm-hmm. and you didn't mess around in that class. Mm-hmm. And if she called home, it was real serious because she could put up with a whole... She she had classroom management. Yes. She didn't call parents for every little thing. She, I mean, she managed yeah. the class. But if she happened to call... Well, y'all were really mm-hmm. lucky that you you even had to wait till the teacher called because I was just a little bit unruly when I was a child, so they put me in Catholic school because I guess at home they didn't have the heart for discipline. But, man, they did in Catholic school. Those nuns would take you from the braids and swing you around, put soap in your mouth. Yeah, you'd learn discipline there. You didn't have to wait till you got home. Right. They gave it right. to you, boy. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, back then they weren't teaching you critical race theory and stuff like that mm-hmm. and teaching you to hate yourself and right. hate your neighbor and hate everybody else who doesn't look exactly like you. Right. That, that's what they're teaching them now. And, you know, I, somebody made a suggestion that you should put cameras, you know, near your school or where your children go to school to see what they're teaching them because they're not teaching them much math. That you can yeah. tell by the graduation rate. They can't even and spell. All, and yeah. all arguments with the Albuquerque Public School graduation rate. Yes. So they're not teaching them how to survive in the world. Right. They're teaching them all sorts of perversions, I think. Right. So, yeah, we should be more intact into what's going on in the schools today. Well, I, I, I've often thought about uh, that's been a – a major topic of discussion over the years and I know that uh, the teachers are getting a bad rap but uh, I'm one of those people who be- who believe that teachers should teach and parents should parent and so the real problem today I, I-, I think in my opinion is uh, when we were in school a-, a grandfather or grandmother was somebody who was 65 or 70 years old now you have grandparents who are 30 and 35 years old, okay? Yep. 
And, and to me, that, that's a real issue because parents are not parenting. And uh, it, it, you leave, you're leaving up to, you're leave, the parents are leaving it up to the teachers to discipline, to train, to, to, to teach their kids manners. Uh, all of that happened at home. Right. Okay. So it's a big, it's a big, it's a big difference. Right. Right. It is a big difference. You know, and there's a lot of grandparents that are raising their children. More than, more than ever. More than ever. I'm like, ha- like I happen than- to be one of them. I'm raising two grandsons. Okay. One is, yeah. One is 16 and one is 14. Right. I bet they can't get over on you either, huh? Well, He's a smart man. Yeah, they, 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 <laughs> tr- they try to get over on Mijo. me. But, <laughs> <laughs> they try to get over on me, but the, <clears throat> the real issue is uh, that I have a problem with is that uh, my father, who was 98 years old, he just died about two months ago. And even at 98, he would whenever I would go and visit him in the nursing, nursing home, he would say, you need to do this, you need to do that. Mm-hmm. And so one day I kind of got fed up with it. I said, you know, hasn't it dawned upon you that I'm a 73-year-old man? He said, yeah, but you're still my son. He says, but yeah, but I'm still your father. (laughs) My point point is, even with my grandsons, I don't dare. If I beat my grandsons like my father beat me, I would be in jail. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I can remember my father when we would get into trouble and police would bring you home and he'd say, I'm going to beat him. And if you have a problem with it, problem with it, you can take him with you. And, you were, and as a kid, you were standing there saying, please, please take me with you. Right. Because <laughs> I knew what right. was coming. Yeah. Right, right. Because even cops felt bad for you. You said, damn, you're going to be in trouble. You're going to be in trouble. But that's it students or kids feared their parents Mm -hmm. right we'll pick up with that when we come back we're just jazzing around the mic today with joel padrell from albuquerque he's a native new mexican that was born and raised in albuquerque grew up in san jose he's a vietnam vet that received an honorable discharge and he's a career salesman of 45 years and uh, we'll be right back. You're listening to Off the Cuff ABQ, newest, hottest conservative local talk radio, and it's not for the easily offended. KDAZ, 96.9 FM, 700 AM. Don't go anywhere. Stay there. Golden Equipment Company, finding innovative solutions. We are a full-service heavy equipment Volvo dealer offering sales, parts, service, and rental. Locally owned for over 35 years, we're proud to be a part of your community. Our dedicated and certified crew will help keep you productive and efficient. Come see us at any of our three locations, Albuquerque, Farmington, and Durango, Colorado. Check us out on social media or visit our website, goldenequipment.com. We look forward to helping you with your next project. Hey, this is Janice Arnold-Jones reminding you to tune in to Off the Cuff at 3 o'clock every day on KDAZ. Off the Cuff really is the hottest, most conservative radio program in Albuquerque. It is real news, real talk for real New Mexicans. Everybody, welcome back to Off the Cuff ABQ. It's the newest, hottest conservative local talk radio, and it's not for the easily offended. You're listening to Conservative Talk Albuquerque, KDAZ, 96.9 FM, 700 AM. I'm Diana Vargas. I'm Stella Padilla. And we have Jules Padrell here in the hot seat. Welcome back. 
<laughs> Welcome back. Just a quick uh, announcement. Special thanks to our advertisers who help help keep us on the air every day. Author Gerald Loeb, Golden Equipment Company, Abortion Free New Mexico, and ABQ Guns. Support for today's programming on Off the Cup is made possible in part by Semco Inc. Thank you for supporting our mission. Contact us today if you would like to support Off the Cuff Radio. Off the Cuff Radio was created with an idea of telling it like it is. Our localized radio platform is the next level of conservative talk. It's real talk with real New Mexicans that give voice to New Mexicans who are being ignored. Off the Cuff is created and hosted and produced by New Mexicans. In our pursuit, we are looking to rise up unashamed to proclaim our faith family and freedom off the cuff abq.com today click on sponsor advertiser if you want to get serious with us otherwise sign up to be a guest sign up for the newsletter or leave us a comment or a shout out or shout out even a complaint we'll take complaints just (laughs) keep it short yes go straight to the point let us know what the problem is (laughs) so welcome back to off the cuff it's nice to take it off the cuff with you mijo We had a good time jazzing with you in um, in um, Amarillo. In Amarillo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amarillo was open. Y- yes. Yeah. It. it I, I don't know about thriving, but there was stuff there. There was stuff to do. We uh, snuck out of the conference a little early one day, and we went shopping. You know. Well, I spoke with while we were there at Amarillo. I had an opportunity to speak with the mayor, and the mayor uh, obviously welcomed us, but. Uh, visiting certain shopping centers, it was because it was open, the traffic in various shopping centers was basically two to three times what you would see mm-hmm. here in Albuquerque. Mm-hmm. So, and the mayor was extremely proud about the fact that uh, Amarillo was receiving the revenue, not New Mexico was right. receiving the that revenue. Right, mm-hmm. right, that's it right there. And the, and the reports following the event that happened in Amarillo for New Mexico, uh, New Mexico Republicans, is that they, they were bashing the, the Republican Party mm-hmm. like, oh, you gave your money over here to um, Amarillo. Well, you know. They were willing to take it. We didn't yeah. want to get arrested for a, a, a mass gathering. And since it's mm-hmm. not open, New, New Mexico is not open. And we're going to continue to live. I mean, so, look what they're doing to small business. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, if, if, if small businesses really take a look at the impact that, that, that COVID has had on their businesses, uh, you, they, they will notice that uh, part of that is done politically. Right. And so uh, uh, maybe as a small business owner, you might want to take a look at how you vote lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, They'd say typically the old adage is people vote with their pocketbook. Well, maybe you need to take a look at your pocketbook and see uh, how, <laughs> what the situation is. Right, right. I mean, you you really want to talk about trickle down <laughs> economics? <laughs> and you know, a lot of people will say, "I'm not politically motivated. I don't get involved in politics." Well, look where it's going. Right, because yeah. it it's so political. Every um every a- some aspect of your day living in Albuquerque anywhere is political. It just is, whether it was uh, mm-hmm. some sort of bill that got passed, whether you're affected by it or not, or being ignored because of certain legislation. It's all about policy, procedure. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like New Mexico policy was, was just to totally disregard the small business backbone of every American city. Well, one of, the, one of, the big, one of my biggest issues uh, with the, the current state of politics here in New Mexico is based on the fact that they passed the marijuana 
legislation, mm -hmm. recreation, marijuana. And uh, I, I often say to people, you know, at 73 years old, driving down the freeway at 70 miles an hour, now I got to contend with Mr. and Mrs. Jones who are 90 going to their, their to get their prescription mm -hmm. and have a heart attack. Mm -hmm. That's that's one opportunity I have to get I, I have to deal with. The second opportunity I have to deal with Mr. Smith, who who uh, was drunk and on a binge last night, mm -hmm. and he's driving along at 70 miles an hour, not knowing what he's doing. Third is I got kids. Who, who's got his uh, Camaro or his Corvette that's racing up and down mm -hmm. the freeway. Now you're telling me I got to deal with Jewel, who's high on marijuana. I mean, my, my odds of survival are getting smaller and smaller and smaller, okay? <laughs> it ain't safe. No. Public safety. Yeah. So when you fly by, pick me yeah. up. I got the giggles, and baby, I'm loads of fun. So when you fly by, pick me up. I'm stoned. Totally. <laughs> Puff, Puff, That's Puff, a song yeah. that we actually sang when the, the legislation actually approved the money one deal. So. Up in smoke, up yeah, in smoke. So everybody's going to be driving around on stone. And then, and <laughs> and still talking about Colorado. Well, Colorado did it, and this and that. Or what? Have you been in Colorado? I mean, go there in the daytime because it's it it looks different at night. But they're still homeless. Mm -hmm. Ton of them. A lot more because now they have and, the money one. And there. then like not even the kind of homeless we used to have, like the drug user, the mm -hmm. panhandler, or something like that. And I mean, shoot, they, I mean, even our homeless used to pack light. Remember they just had like the sign in their pocket, maybe <laughs> a backpack, maybe a dog. And now, I mean, they got a train of baskets, of baskets mm -hmm. tents everywhere. And, and they litter like crazy. And they litter like crazy. I've never seen Albuquerque look this bad. Seriously. And they don't look like the same homeless people. No. Well, the, the real issue is you really need to take a strong, stand in a strong look at your government when you when the government says making money is more important than the than the citizens you, you know they, they don't give any thought to about all of the mental health issues that will that will occur as as a result of that they don't the only thing that they look that you hear them say is just look at the revenue that we that we can generate well uh, you got to you you got to really ask yourself who is that revenue going to benefit? Right. I mean, is it going to benefit mental health? Is it going to get mm -hmm. the homeless off the street? Uh, you know, is it going to improve? Is it going to improve our roads? Is it going to mm -hmm. improve our health care? Um, last time I was in Denver, I didn't really see where uh, legalizing marijuana had benefited the, the the state of Colorado all that all that much. Right. Right. And. and I mean, it's busy, it's jamming in Colorado, but they have other things. Like, they're already a big city. They got yes. the big markets. They got the shopping. They got the sports. They got all of these things. But you uh, go to, like, the marijuana district where all the marijuana plants are and stuff. There's not a lot of jobs there. It's yeah. like one or two people, were, you know, working up front. And then they got the big machines to, to, to cultivate or to harvest 
their crops, so they don't even need people. No, no one. And speaking of revenue, I mean, I know they said look at the revenue it's going to bring, but in New Mexico, of course, it's always a, a different uh, question. Uh, she actually said that state run. Yes, yeah, state run. But she said if you can't afford your marijuana, then we'll have a little thing where you can get it for free, like subsidized. Yeah, like like who's going to in New Mexico uh, agree that you can afford it? I mean, food stamp card, yeah, unemployment oops. card, mm-hmm. and now a weed card. Yes, all free. You know, all free. But everyone wow. gets mad at the at the gun card. Yes, you know the gun <laughs> license. <laughs> well, the, when, you, when it's you see it, uh, you see it whether you watch. Uh, CBS, NBC, or ABC, you, you see it now to where, especially here in New Mexico, they're saying, we would like to open, but we can't find employees. Right. Well, let, let's, let, let's use a common sense approach about this, okay? Uh, I'm, let's say, for instance, I'm 35 years old. I get a stimulus check every two or three months. There's a moratorium on me paying rent, okay? So you can't, you can't evict me. I got food stamps. Uh, is there any reason that I should go to work? Uh, there's, it's logical. Why would I want to go to work? It makes complete financial sense to stay home and collect the benefits. You're, yes. And you're making more on unemployment than you do when you work regularly. Right. Yes. So, so, right. so again, government did that to small business too because they created that condition that everybody was subject to, whether you liked it or not. Yeah, why would you? Because the people that got up every day to go to work, the the, the essential workers, essential just means you got up and went to work. Yes. You know, and didn't get the sign-on bonus to come back to work. Tim Keller, I don't know if you you read this in the paper, but he said city is hiring, there's tons of jobs, come down, apply for the job. If you get hired, we'll hold your job until your benefits run out in September. Mm -hmm. Unemployment benefits. Benefits run out when you get a job. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it's always worked. But he's encouraging you to stay home, uh, suck up all the benefits. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the one of the pet one of my major pet peeves here in Albuquerque has always been when you have, and this is just me personally, but you, when you have these uh, job fairs, is you go and you talk to this person, you give them your resume, uh, they say we'll contact you. Growing up here in Albuquerque, there's one thing that I know for a fact. It's not what your resume says when you apply for a job here in Albuquerque. It all depends on who you know. There you go. Okay. He, and mm-hmm. It's not what you know, it's who you know. Yes. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows what that means in in all of New Mexico. Yes. And if you don't know what that means, you're not a New Mexican. <laughs> it's called La Movida. Right, La Movida. And, and that's a whole other thing because La Movida could be, a, I mean... It comes in all sorts of packages, right? Mm-hmm. La movida. All shapes and sizes. Right, mm-hmm. right. Here's $6,000, daughter. Do my hair. Yeah. Nice. Huh? Nice. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> hey, we need uh, we need $350 stakes during COVID. Yeah. And when mm-hmm. we get busted, we'll say we were going to use it for the kids. Mm-hmm. Then, poor, then poor little mijos <laughs> in New Mexico. And bring a lot of alcohol because we need that to stay warm. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Let's not mm-hmm. forget about the tequila. Lots I mean, what's of... a fiesta without tequila? Yeah. Tequila. <laughs> so uh, I, I, I gave all of you this article that I printed. Mm-hmm. It, it says, groups oppose burn co-sheriff run for mayor. I read that. Did so you see beyond that? the mayoral race or whatever uh at the end of the day it's going to be against tim keller and and manny that i mean that's our prediction that's what we said because they they're the two front runners yeah. so this brianna gallegos 
president of uh, Young Democrats of New Mexico, February, May 21st. She writes this very outlined kind of analysis of, of poor little Manny Gonzalez, sheriff of New Mexico. <laughs> he serves his community. Uh, they're throwing all this stuff in his face. He, he was invited to Washington from the Trump administration because of the, the work that the sheriffs were doing. Right. So he goes over there and he's representing. He's obligated to go. The president of the United States, I don't care what president it is. President calls for you. You go. You go. Mm -hmm. You see what's happening. So he went down there representing. They're throwing that, uh, this in his face. They're basically saying on behalf of the following caucuses and affiliated organizations within the Democratic Party of New Mexico, the Adelante Progressive Caucus, which I don't even know what that is, the Black Caucus, you you know about the Black Caucus, Mr. Padre? Uh, don't have any idea who they are, where they live, and what they do. Right, the Hispanic Caucus. You ever heard of the Hispanic Caucus? Stella? Never, and I've never been invited to it. Right, and the even as Democrats, because like we're yeah. like we're baby elephants, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. I mean, just got tired of being the jackass, you know, <laughs> all the time. So, and the Caucus of the Young Democrats of New Mexico, we and that's probably about the only organization um, that sounds familiar. You know, anyways, we must ensure our elected officials uphold values that are key to the Democratic platform platform. And, and that's it right there at the end of the day. This isn't about the membership. Uh, my neighbors are Democrats. I mean, hell, I was born Democrat. I was born Hispanic, born Democrat and born Catholic Catholic. Mm -hmm. Tell when I was baptized in San Jose, by the way, too. I grew up in San Jose. So uh, a little bit until but still district 10 my whole life in district 10 so democratic party of new mexico does this mm -hmm. they say like this here's an op-ed go get it uh published albuquerque journal so we let all the democrats know that we're not for manny even though he's a democrat and if manny really did all of this stuff why are you just waiting until now to inform the membership of whatever it is you claim he's doing but they outline this it says number one Gonzalez worked with the Trump administration. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, Not local law enforcement whose hands right. are tied by the DOJ, but right. they didn't put the DOJ. Yeah. His behavior was condemned by Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham. <laughs> Another Democrat. <laughs> okay. Uh, eight steaks off your back. Mm -hmm. We had to clean up for her dog over there. At the, I mean, on and on. She gets her hair done. Gets, gets um, her, uh, her, what is it, the little... Uh, her little, you know, the the guy that got paid for her fondling. Oh her. yeah, and yeah. then there's the sexual security. Sexual security. Yes, yeah, sexual misconduct. I, and the need to move. Paid out of her out of her money for her campaign that right. people of Albuquerque right. or New Mexico are paying into. Right. That's what the, that's where their money's going to. Yeah, it's it's it was like the hush fund, you know. Yeah, yeah. And and then in small not small payments but like six thousand dollar payments for a campaign finance like hers i mean you're talking millions so six thousand you could look over but you see something like 24 or sixty thousand twelve thousand it was twelve thousand each payment okay so mm -hmm. that that's huge yeah it is and then you know what her coffer looks like now yeah yeah and everyone's donating paying more giving more for her little so the democratic platform so they say who's on that platform at the highest level. I'm talking, anytime we talk about the Democratic Party, we're never talking about the membership. We're talking about the leadership that pushes these narratives down and tries to make it like as if answering a call to the President of the United States happened to be Trump because mm -hmm. Trump's pro-cop, pro-law enforcement, law and order, whereas Democrats are socialist Democrats that want to defund the police. 
Who are you going to call when you, 911, what's your emergency? Well, my opinion on that is, and I've often said in, in, in many circumstances is, uh, does anyone really understand the definition of insanity? <laughs> in New Mexico. Uh, okay. In the, the definition of insanity, and I say this, it's, it, it's, it's appropriate to whether you're Hispanic, you're Asian, you're black, you're white. The definition of insanity is continuing to do the same thing over and over again and expecting a different outcome. Right. You voted for the Democrat Party year after year after year after year, and then you sit around and you moan mm -hmm. and you complain about situations situations like this. And, and when you talk about uh, Sheriff Manny Gonzalez, uh, uh, I personally know Manny. Have known him for a number of years, and you couldn't find a you couldn't find a a, a, a fairer person. Uh, one thing that I've always respected about Sheriff Gonzalez is that uh, he has ethics, he has character, and he's one of the most conservative Democrats that I think I've ever had the opportunity <laughs> to meet. Seriously. <laughs> well, I think everybody was born conservative in New Mexico, if you're going to bring it that way. Right. That, that was, we were all brought up that way. Just recently that, that the uh, Socialist Party has taken over the Democratic the Democratic Party yeah. is when now you see all this division. We've always been conservative. We were born conservative. So those Democrats, these, yes. these um, uh, blue dog Democrats, the Democrats <laughs> I come from, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. So they're conservative. Yes, they are. Uh, I think Manny kind of falls into that category. But look, because he's conservative, because mm -hmm. he has conservative value. Yes. Democratic Party platform. That means leadership way up here. The people telling you, hey, join the fight. Donate $5 today, mm. right? So we can impeach Trump. Is is my $5 really going to impeach Trump? I doubt or it. Or is it going to pay for your sexual uh, misconduct? Uh, misconduct? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, come on. So, uh, but then article goes on and says, oh, condemned by uh, the governor and Senator Martin Heinrich, hey, I haven't seen him since he was down in the South Valley, uh, you know, when he won his peddling for yeah. our vote. Yeah, South right. Valley took him over the top, and you know what? You can't even get him out anymore. And I've never seen him. No. I haven't seen him. They don't even knock on your door anymore and make you a promise that even if we know they'll never keep, they don't even make you promises. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I've often said uh, when you you see that you see the Democrats come to the Catholic Church, the Methodist Church, the Protestant Church. Uh, the Baptist Church, and the only time you see them is when they're running for election. Uh, the governor uh, made it a point to uh, visit most of the uh, black churches here in town saying, uh, I'm different, I'm going to make a change, and uh, if you vote for me, you'll see that change. Uh, in her administration, initially, there was only one black cabinet Right. Appointment. Right. Cabinet Secretary right. appointment. And so I say again, if you're expecting something different, why do you continue to be insane and vote the way that you vote? Seriously. They don't even look at their track record and what they've, all the damage right. they've already caused. Right. 
Mm-hmm. Right? Another Mantanza. Mm-hmm. Vote for me. <laughs> there might be cake. Do you like, uh, but the way they, the d- Democrats put this, they, they love putting fear, you know, mm-hmm. working you over mm-hmm. with fear. They said about him, his behavior was condemned by Governor Michelle Grisham Lujan, Senator Mike Heinrich, and many other Democratic leaders in New Mexico. Community and immigrant groups feared the specific targeting of low-income neighborhoods in Albuquerque. In August, Trump praised Gonzalez in a tweet thanking him for his support. Like, f- scared all oh, immigrants, low-income na- neighborhoods. Be scared because here comes Manny. Give me a break. Right, right. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then uh, on 5 or 6, it says, Gonzalez picks and chooses which law he will enforce on his conservative political views. It's not political. It's a value. In other words, faith family freedom and what they're talking about is that uh in late 2000 or 2020 he called the governor's uh covid19 health orders unconstitutional and the nation did mm-hmm. because there were, were sheriff is is constitutional in other words he takes an oath sheriff is elected see when you see apd chief give any sort of address there's there's somebody there okay that's all the questions sorry we got to go come on chief because chief isn't appointed. Well, he's appointed and he serves the, whoever appointed him. That's mm-hmm. his master, period. That's mm-hmm. the boss. Everybody has a boss. Manny Gonzalez, his boss is the people. And people want constitutional enforcement, meaning he's not just saying, oh, well, it's the Constitution. No, if you have the right to free speech, he's going to be like, hey, they have the right to free speech. Mm-hmm. They're on a public sidewalk. And so what can't do you want do, me to do? You can't do nothing about right. it. Right. I'm yeah. not going to go over there and, and arrest him. He protected gun rights. Second Amendment, again, constitutional. And he um, he he's for the wall, I think. he Oh, sanctuary cities. He's against the sanctuary oh, cities God, yes. because it doesn't provide anything for public safety. In fact, it, 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 it gives. Why would you give Mexicans a sanctuary city instead of encouraging them to be Americans, because that's what they came here for. So even sanctuary cities oppressed Mexicans. Well, and it's not, it's not the Mexicans really that so much. I mean, there's the Venezuelans. I mean, there's all of those people. From, oh, okay, you're right. Yeah, we we border Mexico, and so I'm always like, there are brothers and sisters. We got a long, complicated, and often right. beautiful relationship with them. So I say Mexico a lot because I can't see further than Mexico. And I, I'm saying this because <laughs> Mexico is where they cross the border. No, I, I, I get mean, that. Yeah, even yeah. Mexico tried to keep them out, you know, as right. long as it could. So Yes, exactly. They did. Yeah, yeah, yeah even mm-hmm. they don't want them coming that way. They want the wall. Well, they're destructive. You yeah, know? totally, totally. Well, if you really, if you really think about it, if you stand on uh, on the American side uh, in El Paso and you look across in, uh, the Rio Grande River and you see people living in cardboard boxes, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out is that on one side you've got a family who's starving to death, barely living. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't she want to come? Right. Okay. Why? I mean. Uh, the time that I spent in Thailand and in Vietnam, the whole, and this is, this is back in the 60s and the 70s, some of the people that you talk to, their whole ideal in life was to come to America. Right. And I can understand why these individuals would want to come to America, and I, ha- I have no issue there. But the issue is you can't separate the bad from the good. Right. Okay, so when you say you got an open border, uh, we have yet to see what it's going to cost us, meaning Americans, mm-hmm. what it's going to cost us for the, for the open borders. Because 
Everybody who's coming through those open borders are not people from Chile, Guatemala, Honduras. There's some people who come in, who are coming through there that are terrorists. Totally, and 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 yeah. and they, they've arrested many of them doing yeah. bad things, mm-hmm. human trafficking happening over there. Hey, there's a lot of money in that. You think New Mexico will move towards human trafficking for revenue? <laughs> we'll be right back. We got to take a quick break, and we'll pick up with that off the cuff. ABQ. KDAZ 96.9 FM, 700 AM. Don't go anywhere. Stay there. Hi, I'm Bud. My wife, Tara Shaver, and I lead Abortion Free New Mexico. Did you know that the University of New Mexico is training up the next generation of abortionists and runs a freestanding abortion facility performing late-term abortions all the way up to six months in the womb? Is this really how you want your tax dollars spent? At Abortion Free New Mexico, we are working to reform UNM's radical abortion agenda. If you want to help us end abortion in New Mexico, visit abortionfreeunm.com today. That's abortionfreeunm.com. Hi, I'm Gerald A. Lowe, author of Mayhem Manor, and I listen to Off the Cuff Radio Albuquerque at 96.9 FM and 700 AM. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Off the Cuff ABQ. It's the newest, hottest conservative local talk radio exclusively aired on Conservative Talk Albuquerque, KDAZ, 96.9 FM, 700 AM. I'm Diana Vargas. I'm Stella Padilla. And we have Joel Padrell. He's still here with us. What's happening? <laughs> so I I knew your name was Joel Padrell, but, uh, you know, on the... On the guest sheet, it's it's spelled differently, and I and I said I think I might be saying his name wrong. So when you came in, I said, "Tell me how you say your first name." But t- t- tell us the story about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, once again, uh, having grown up in Albuquerque, uh, I spelled my name J E W E L L, and when I joined the Air Force in 1968, uh, we presented the birth certificate, and the birth certificate had on there J E W, space L L. And you could see where probably it was an Underwood typewriter mm-hmm. that the key made an impression, but it didn't print the E. Right. And so from May 16th of 1968 to, until today, <laughs> I spell it J-E-W-L-L because that's the way the military wanted it. And that's it. Yes. That's it. Yeah, that's an amazing story. But I, I was just like, I'm seeing his, and I'm trying to like sound it out phonetically. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not rolling out. So, uh, Padrell's 250 strong, you say? Yes, yes. So, uh, uh, was Representative Padrell, was she the first uh, black New Mexican to be uh, my sister, elected? Jane Padrell, oh, Colbert. Jane. Jane Padrell Colbert is the first black, um, uh, black female that has ever been elected to, uh, that was elected, I should say, to the state representatives. Right. She's, uh, she's been there for 18 years now. Making history. Yes. Padrells make history in New Mexico. Well, we make history in New Mexico, not only in politics, but uh, in sports mm-hmm. and, and typically uh, in, in business. So um, uh, we, we, we've been in Albuquerque and New Mexico for, for, for like I said, t- for yeah. a long time. For a long time. Yeah. Yep. Um, I mean, uh, Albuquerque, Padrell, Albuquerque, Old Town. It's, it's one of those things. It's just part of Albuquerque. Yes. It's just how it goes. Mm-hmm. That's a special thing about Albuquerque, right, is that when you say, where are you from, the way somebody answers, you know if they're really from here or not. You say, nobody says that like that. They'd say, I'm from Los Duranes mm-hmm. or South Valley or something like this. 
But nowadays, I mean, look, look what's happening. These people, like these caucuses over here. Who are they? Who are they? This Adelante. I, mm. I, I looked them up online uh, that wrote oppose, uh, groups oppose Bernco Sheriff. And then they have on the front page a white lady. I'm just saying, I mean, I'm just calling it like I see it from somewhere else that is talking about people of color. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, well, what color do you see? <laughs> because we come in all flavors. Yes. You know? But uh, it's funny how outsiders always think they know what's best for you. Well, if you, if, if you uh, which I do quite often, is, is uh, if you ever go to Walmart, I don't care which Walmart you go, you go to here in town, just sit there in your car for about 30 minutes and look at the ethnic groups that go in and out of Walmart. Mm-hmm. You can't tell anymore who's black, who's white, mm-hmm. who's Hispanic, because... It's sad. It, I shouldn't say it's sad to say, but it, it could possibly one of these days, what, what a lot of people have asked for for, for years, we're all going to look just alike. Oh, yeah. Okay, I mean, we, I, I, my grandsons who are, their father is Jewish. Mm-hmm. Obviously, their, their mother is black, and you see them. If they, didn't open my, if they didn't open their mouths, you would say, okay, is that kid Arab or is he Hispanic? What is he? Mm-hmm. And so you have... Right, right, right. So it, it, it's... It, but he sound black. Yes. <laughs> yes. But he sound... Yeah. Like, and, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny that you say that because uh, it depends on what part... Uh, the individual from what part of the country he comes, he comes from, uh, they will say, uh, I think, Jewel, that... And I don't mean this derogatory, but... Are you black because you don't sound like the black people that I talk to here in Chicago? I said, yeah, I'm black. He said, you don't sound black. I said, so what is black supposed to sound like? Right, exactly. Okay. Right, right. Yeah, you're like, man, look, I'm black. <laughs> it occurred to me you was black. <laughs> what did you think? Okay, so in addition to this article, I mm-hmm. saw it uh, just yesterday in part because we, we uh, went to one of Manny Gonzalez's events what did you think about him well i, I know he's conservative that's for sure and he's about what he was saying the, yeah. yeah and he speaks for the people and it looks like um, as a sheriff he's always worked for the people and he's he listens he listens when people talk and and you know he responds pretty well i liked everything he had to say he was saying everything that people want to hear mm-hmm. that we need to hear because mm-hmm. we're sick and tired of the crime Right, right. And that's his main platform is the crime, thank God, because uh, the other one that's running, the crime is at the bottom of the list. When he first ran, when Tim Keller first ran, crime was the top of his list, but now it's, uh, uh, what is that? Uh, Defunding. uh, Yeah, defunding the police, critical race, you know. Sanctuary city. And and the ozone, the green part, whatever. And and crime is at the very bottom of his platform. The very bottom. It looks like it always was in the beginning anyway, so. Right, so so one of Manny Gonzalez's quotes for the night, oh, and and every time he spoke, he spoke of service, Mm -hmm. you know, like, uh, like naturally. Like, I, like, it didn't really sound like he was making it up. He's, he was talking about serving, like, meaning serve the community. I, I mean, you still got to do your job, but there, there, he has this idea, this mindset of service, and in part because he is elected. He has to take this oath. He has to swear by it. Mm-hmm. And sheriffs are historically elected. Back in the wild, wild west, they went to, the, like, the most trusted dude. 
put the little shiny badge in his hand and was like, you're the sheriff. So if things went wrong, they went to the sheriff before they ended up in court because it's, you know. It was easier. Yeah. <laughs> it, you know, it was a while back. And he handled it. And he handled it mm-hmm. fairly. And, and everyone's like, fine, fine, whatever. Like they could accept the judgment or um, the penalty because he was a fair man. He was a fair man. Sheriffs that I know, because we've toured all 33 counties, they have that idea of service. That's still their mentality. That's their mentality. That's their, you know, their mentality. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then he also said, um, you know, that, that he will fix whatever it is that has to be fixed in Albuquerque as mayor. But he, he, he was quoted as, I'll do whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. Well, how, well, hey, hey, Mr. Sheriff Gonzalez, how are you going to do this? How are you going to do that? I'll do whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, that I could believe. I mean, I don't need your your 20-point outline to say how you're going to curb homelessness. Just go do it. Well, what, one of the real issues there is, and we, we talked about it earlier, is that uh, Sheriff Gonzalez has integrity. He has character. And the idea is what he what he stands for. He honestly, or what he says, he honestly stands for. And so it, it would be it, to me, it would be really refreshing, uh, even though he even though he's a Democrat, it would really be really be refreshing to have somebody in that office uh, that you could that you could actually depend on to do what they said were going to that they were going to do rather than someone who says, let me promise you the moon and I'll deliver nothing. Right, right. Yeah. And, I mean, go ahead. Well, go he's ahead. from New Mexico, too. He said right. he's raised here, he's going to live here, he's going to uh, stand here to see what mm-hmm. he can do to curb the crime and everything, because he has no intention of going anywhere. He's gonna, he is a New Mexican, a true New Mexican. Absolutely. And public order, public safety, I mean, it's a big deal. Literally, speaking of big box stores like Walmart, so people get caught for shoplifting all the time. The law says at 250, they could arrest you, take you to jail, 250 and over. And that Albuquerque has stopped doing that. It's now just a summons and, you know, you're like, everyone's crossing their fingers that they show up to court. They're not going to show up to court. They're over there stealing. They're obviously, you know, desperately stealing stupid stuff like tattoo kits. Over 250 burdens the business. So why wouldn't you enforce policy that every time you go to a big box store, everything's locked up because they don't enforce the smallest of policy. And therefore, then it becomes a suggestion, like yes. the way we were talking about. Mm-hmm. You know that there's even uh, been a f- famous photographer here in town that they broke into his studio. They took all his equipment. They actually pawned it. He, got, he found it. He had the guy on camera. He had his license plate on there. He went and found him at his home and called the police and said, he's here now. Come and get him. And what did they tell him? File a report. File a report. Could care less about his business. Right. And cameras are expensive, and I'm sure he has, like, really professional ones. So uh, you go and pawn that. They're, they're just going to give you nothing. Mm-hmm. And some of those cameras are like $5,000, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And just because you don't know the difference from a Marx to a, to a Rebel, mm-hmm. Canon Rebel, mm-hmm. big, big difference. Small little break. We'll come back for the uh, remaining time with Mr. Padrell. <laughs> he's, um, uh, he's ranking number one right now for, uh, for guests. We're really having a good time with you today. Thank you for coming. You're listening off the cuff ABQ. It's the newest, hottest conservative local talk radio, and it's not for the easily offended. Don't go anywhere. Stay there. We'll be right back. This is Gerald A. Lope speaking. I have a new book out. This book is called Mayhem Manor. 
It appeared on April 15th on Kindle and is now available on Amazon as a paperback. In this book, you will find feckless bureaucrats, unlikely heroes, and stories from the Duke City. If you want to see this book or buy it, you can buy it on Amazon.com. In addition, I have seven other books, three other novels, three books of political satire, and a book of short stories. Order today at Amazon under Gerald A. Loeb. Hi, this is Art Tannenbaum reminding you to tune in to Off the Cuff ABQ right here on KDAZ Radio weekdays from 3 to 4. Hey everybody, welcome back to KDAZ 96.9 FM, 700 AM. You're listening to Off the Cuff, not for easily offended. I'm Diana Vargas. And I'm Stella Padilla. And here's Jewel Padrell mm-hmm. still with us. Mijo! <laughs> <laughs> We're having fun. Mijo! <laughs> <laughs> we had a lot of fun. So in, in Amarillo, I mean, it was like my ribs were hurting from laughing, <laughs> you know? Got carried away yeah. with the laughter. Hey, how do you talk to people of color? <laughs> so with your lips right right with, yeah with your lips so uh, manny said something interesting uh, also uh, that liberal democrats or progressives or the left that they 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 use immigrants against minorities and see that's true because again back to the person of color like you're a person of color so here's all the people of color this way and it's everything it's half the world Every, who isn't of color? More half, than half, half the, the world, world yeah. is black or brown. It just mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. But different kinds, East Indians, yes. uh, Muslims, Peruvians, Africans, yeah. all kinds yeah. of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So everyone's grouped over here, person of color. So they say, oh, there's a problem halfway around the world. Uh, they're attacking women of color, people of color. So everybody comes out. But it's really not, it's not a minorities issue. It's another country's issue. Yes. And they've done a good job in the narrative of pitting those minorities, quote unquote, against each other, against the immigrant as if, and then as a result, call you racist. Like they called Manny a racist in this article. Oh, they called him all kinds of stuff. And I said, you got to be kidding me because if he's elected mayor, he's going to be like one of the brownest mayors ever. Like who can have that? Right. So how is he racist? Whatever. But it's, it's that it's even your, it's even the party trying to say that, you're too stupid to know who to vote for. Mm-hmm. When Manny's on record for, for not having a shortage of officers, he's fully staffed. So and, he, and a lot less officers than APB. And he measures up. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't waste money. Manny doesn't need a, like a handler when he's giving a press conference because he knows exactly what's happening. Because he's, he, he, I mean, he could defend everything he's doing. And he could handle himself with any question. He doesn't, I don't know, I've never known him to pick and choose you know, like a feel-good kind of... Like they accuse him of? Right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. So it's going to be up to the people of Albuquerque at the end of the day, but I'll do whatever it takes. All right, I'm going to hold you to the task. That's right. Hold mm-hmm. him to the task. And we're supposed to hold them all to the task. I mean, he's telling you right now, mm-hmm. I'll do whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. What? What's it for? I am and the, the mayor, mayor of Albuquerque. Albuquerque. What's he done for you lately? What you think will bring you happiness will only bring you misery. You know that song, yes. Baby King and Eddie James. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what kind of music you like? Uh, I'm I, I'm one of those people who, uh, because I grew up in the kind of in the late fifties and the late sixties, I'm still Temptations. And, oh yeah. You know. Right, that, right. That uh, that that type of music, but that, uh, the good thing about it is, uh, 
As they used to say back in the day, it's music that you can dance to. Yes, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. He's talking my kind of music. Yeah, totally, totally. Motown. Yes. 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 It's a good time, good time. And those songs said something. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I was listening to uh, uh, one of the Temptations. I think it was one of the Temptations. So, uh, no, it was, wasn't the Temptations. It was, I can't think of the name of the group. But they were, the name of the album is called War. Okay. And it says, whoa, what is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely And no. you listen to some of those songs, and these, these are songs that go back, what, 40, 50 mm -hmm. years, and they're totally relevant today. to today. Outlasting the test of time. That's when you know you have something yeah. good, when you could outlast yes. the test of time because everything goes away. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So um, uh, how do the words go? Do you know? Uh, it, I, I, I'm not good at okay. it, but, but, but I know it, it's, as I say, I can't remember the group right off the top of my head, but the, the words are, war, what is it good for? What Absolutely it, nothing. Yeah, mm -hmm. what is it good for? Yeah. So uh, Mother Teresa was, would never go to an anti-war rally ever because it had the word war in it because yeah. it's anti-war. It's about war. But she would go to peace rallies because it was about peace. Mother Teresa talked a lot about service. Uh, she said the fruit of silence is faith. Faith is prayer. Uh, prayer and faith, two different things. But if you could have faith, you could have love. If you have love, you could uh, serve. You could serve. It's, it's hands of service, a heart of service. And service will get you to peace. Yes. Well, I, I often tell my, my two grandsons, I tell them there, there are only two things in this world that rules. Power and money. Mm. And they say, well, Papa, what do you mean by that? I said, if you got enough money, you got power. If you got enough power, you have money. Yep. And that, to me, is a sad, very sad statement about what this, what this country has come to. And even this state, it's, a, it's about the money. It's not about the quality. The, the quality. I'll give you a good example. Many, many politicians say that we need to improve the environment here in New Mexico because we're draining the knowledge of kids graduating from college because they, they move away to get better jobs, better pay. I'm no different. Once, one, once I came back from, from Vietnam, I said, the only thing that I want to do is get the hell out of Albuquerque. Mm. So I... I I was a salesman for IBM at the time, so I moved to Houston, and I stayed 30 years in Houston. And then one day I was driving west on I-10. The traffic was backed up for two and a half hours, and I thought, what the hell am I doing here? We packed up all of our stuff, and we came back, we came back to Albuquerque That's because it. the bright lights of the big city, there, there are things that, that go along with that. I thought... Boy, once I move to Houston, I can go see the Rockets play. Right. I can go see the Oilers play. After being there for a couple of years, I figured out if the game starts at 5 o'clock, you need to get off and work at 3 because yeah. it takes you two hours to get there. Mm -hmm. If the game is over at 10, you don't get home till 12 o'clock right. because it takes you two hours to get home in the traffic. So why don't you just stay at home and watch it on TV, <laughs> which I could have done right here in Albuquerque. Yeah, okay? <laughs> and so they leave, they, they leave, and then they, they get to a certain age, and they say, boy, the quality of life. I can open, I can open up my window in, in September, 
and I don't get carried away by mosquitoes who's, who who takes two pints of blood. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's not 90 degrees right. with 90% humidity. So they come back. There's so many of us who, who left and, and, and came back. But the idea is it would be nice if we could compete with Dallas. Right. And when I say compete with Denver, compete with Phoenix, compete mm-hmm. with Los Angeles, because all we've got to do is to develop the industry here so that we can we can afford to pay a kid who graduates with a 4.0 from UNM in engineering. We can afford to pay him eighty thousand dollars a right, year. Right. Right. The change, the, I say the change. The real sad part about it is COVID changed a lot of that. Okay, so now I don't have. I, I have to think twice about moving to Los Angeles because the house that was $230,000 is now, that's 1,300 square feet. Right. It's $2 million. Right. Wow. I mean, yeah. like even even the housing here seems to be going up. Because they're all running over here. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With well, liberal it's, policies. It, it, it's, it's very easy. You, you, you have a, a, a 1,300 square foot, in, square foot home in Los Angeles. You sell it for a million and a half dollars. You can come to Rio Rancho and you can buy three of them. You can buy three of them. Okay? Right, right. It may, and if you're if you're fifties, you have a lot of the people in Rio Rancho are older people, but they don't have to. A lot of them right. don't really have to work because they made seven, eight hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars on selling their home right. in California. Right. Let's go to lunch. Yeah, really. What are we doing for lunch today? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, why not, right? Yeah, but it puts us in a bad position. It, put, here. it always puts it, New Mexicans are always paying for. They pay the price, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Right. Uh, say more about that. Well, so now when you your kids are trying to buy a home, it's the cost has gone up because they're all rushing over here, and and the real estate industry says, "Yay!" Like they have no empty homes now. They're selling them as quick as they and you know mm-hmm. as, as quick as they go for sale, they're gone. Yeah, I've right. checked. Yeah, right. So it's that's what it's making. You know, it's a problem for our kids now trying to get a house. At yeah. the salary they're getting paid in New Mexico. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. that's it. We're at the end of the show. Oh. Last words. God bless New Mexico. Always. Mr. Padrell. I deeply appreciate the opportunity to, to, to be here. And uh, if you don't vote for um, Sheriff uh, Manny Gonzalez, you deserve what you get. Amen. Wow. Amen. And mm-hmm. that, that's coming from Mr. Padrell <laughs> yes. on Off the Cuff ABQ. <laughs> we support that statement. Yes, we do. So you're listening to Off the Cuff ABQ. It's the newest, hottest conservative local talk radio. Please go to our website, offthecuffabq.com. Check check it out there. Past podcasts. Leave us a comment. Shout out. If you want to be a be- guest, fill out the form. We'll get you on. God bless you, New Mexico. We'll see you same time, same place tomorrow. Stay safe. <laughs>